Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Freedom Assembly. Thank you for joining us. This is the only podcast that focuses entirely on the fact that the alternative media should not exist and only exists because our watchdog press, our mainstream media, what we know is our corporate media today is no longer serving we the people honorably as it was intended to, but has now been cooed and taken over and is being iron-fistedly controlled by the most evil, heathen U.S. citizens in the history of this country, the gravitas dictators. We will lead correction and get rid of this alternative media by bringing forth a watchdog press that again serves we the people honorably as it was intended by our founding fathers. Thank you for joining. Here is Tucker talking about independent companies within the media having their news anchors use exact phraseology regarding January 6th. Please listen. So in case you're still wondering, after all these years, if there is such a thing as a coordinated message campaign where someone gets on a call and says, here's what we're saying today for political effect, in case that's even a question in your mind, we sat down with a pen today and counted as at least eight separate television anchors described January 6th as, quote, one of the darkest days in our history. Exact same words. Now, it's not simply that they all love cliches because they're dumb, though, of course, that's true. It's they all said it together as they always do. And this was on three separate TV networks. Doubtless, there were more than three, but we finally felt sick and gave up watching. It's not enough to report to the conservative choir that you have identified a coordinated message campaign without going further and at a minimum telling your audience that our country cannot survive our watchdog press being corrupt to the point of treason. We are paying for focus group testing to come up with the most effective phraseology, spin, lies, deceit, as well as what stories must not even be covered when we subsidize this strategy by buying products and services from companies that place subsidized commercial advertisements on television sets. This is the watchdog press that is charged with serving we the people honorably by not being politically motivated. Yet, as Tucker said, they have been trying to make January 6th as significant as Pearl Harbor, 9-11, the Civil War, and Auschwitz. Actually, if you take three steps back as historical events go, if we're being honest now, January 6th barely rates as a footnote. Really not a lot happened that day, if you think about it. The presidential election was not overturned. The Capitol was not destroyed. The government wasn't toppled, no matter what you may have heard. Not a single election of elected official was injured, thank God. Police got shoved, unfortunately. Punches were thrown. But the only person who wound up dead from violence was an unarmed protester who was shot to death without warning by a cop. None of the so-called insurrectionists had guns. When was the last time we saw an insurrection like that? So looking back, you could probably call what happened on January 6th a riot. We have called it that. But really only just a riot. Maybe just barely. By recent standards, it was an embarrassingly tepid effort. No one even bothered to set a fire or spray paint slogans on the walls. So the question is, why are we still talking about this? Why are leaders obsessing over this event? For every single one of the last 365 days, the propaganda machine has been at 11, ginning up noise about January 6th to deafening levels. And it's not stopping. In fact, after all this time, amazingly, the yelling is getting louder and wilder and still more disconnected from reality.
actually a coup attempt by a sitting president while working with the leaders of federal law enforcement and intelligence leaders using wiretaps is a story 100 times more significant to the survival of this country than breaking into the people's house by provocateurs who quite possibly may have had federal law enforcement fingerprints all over it. Also, overthrowing a fair election involving so many people in so many key cities of so many swing states that successfully removed a very popular, proven to be more successful than any other president in our lifetime, and replaced him with a guy who hid in his basement and did not campaign, who had a record of 40-plus years assaulting our Constitution, is a hell of a lot more detrimental than January 6th. We continue to tune in to Tucker Carlson and take no simple actions to end subsidizing our media at the peril of our children's and grandchildren's freedom. We are like lazy sheep doing nothing that is going to do a damn thing to save our country when we just consume the alternative media not lead us to end the subsidization that they all need to live rich and famous lifestyles. Wake up, Carlson viewers. I want to take a brief non-commercial Freedom Service announcement break with this message. Here is Rush Limbaugh explaining to a caller, Jim, in San Francisco on December 10th, 2019. Rush is explaining why he thinks we haven't gotten any reports on the progress of the John Durham investigation after seven months. What Rush Limbaugh is describing in this transcript is a cabal a powerful force that Barr, Durham, and Trump are going after, who are more powerful than any U.S. presidents. It's what we describe as the gravitas dictators in the Freedom Assembly. This particular transcript is cut down, so it focuses more on what Rush is talking about, this powerful force. And I want you to think about what we describe as the gravitas dictators when you listen to this clip. I understand that your desire mirrors that of practically everybody in this audience. You want to see somebody go over to James Comey's mansion and knock down that front door and run in there and turn over every bit of furniture looking for evidence and frog march his ass out of there to jail just like they did with Flynn and just like they did with Roger Stone and just like they did with Manafort. And until that happens, none of this is fair and none of this is just. I know that's what you want to see. And then I want you to see the same thing happen to that creep Brennan. And then I the next thing they want you to see is, is Clapper caught wearing a wig at JFK trying to get to the Maldives where there's no extradition tree. Yes, I know you want to see all of this. And I would love to see it, too. I think the reason that they're taking their time with this is because what they have undertaken to do is so big and so monumental and is so risky that if they don't get this done all buttoned up, down tight, every dot and every T dotted and crossed, if they don't do that, these guys are dead. Who are they taking on? They are taking on a largely invisible establishment, deep state, what have you. It has never been done before. They see what has happened to Trump 
with his efforts, these guys are serious. Barr and Durham are trying to dismantle a way of life for people. They are trying to dismantle decades of establishment, consistency, patterns, uh, lifestyles that are set in gold, futures that are guaranteed for themselves and their kids. If you're going to do this like they're doing it, when it's time to present it, it better be absolutely indisputable. Because if there's anything in it that's not battened down, if there's anything in it that isn't true, these guys are dead. It's one thing to say we're going to drain the swamp. It's one thing to say we're going to get rid of the deep state. It's one thing to say that we are going to take our country back. It's another thing to actually do it. The people who are the targets of this are not just the Comeys and the McCabes. Those people are the foot soldiers of the movement. They are not the brains. They are not the money. They are not the organizers. They're not the power brokers. They are not the people that assign the jobs in the deep state. These are not the people that determine who gets membership in the deep state and who doesn't. But if you go after those guys, you're going to find their bosses, and you're going to have to take them out as well. And this is a deeply serious, big-time undertaking that's unprecedented. For all this talk about Trump wanting to be a monarch and a king, this actually is the equivalent of taking down the invisible apparatus that actually has been running this country for take your pick of how many decades, but at least since the post-World War II effort. And it has people in it everywhere. It has people in all the major universities it has people internationally entrenched in the European Union, George Soros, all of these uh, uh, Western European diplomats and so forth, the State Department. They're taking they're going to be taking on a tremendous number of people here. It, it's not it's not just Schiff and Nadler and Pelosi trying to impeach Trump. And get rid of him. It's people whose names we don't even know. It's people who live in places we don't know. I mean, this is the ruling class. Let's look at it in terms of Angelo Codvia. This is the ruling class. And Mr. Codvia thinks they've already won, that we can never, ever go back to the founding principles of this country as a majority belief by the Americans. He believes common citizenship is no longer possible. That's how, that's how deeply they have infected the fabric of our culture. He believes that their objective is to eliminate us. What do you, what do you think this all is? Overturning the results of an election. What is that really? It's negating and nullifying us. Yeah, we're deplorables or whatever, but what we are is non-citizens. What we are is non-factors to them. This effort to get rid of Donald Trump is an effort in truth to rid themselves of us as a competing political force.
And we got two guys that have decided to take this on. Bill Barr, well, three, Trump, Bill Barr, and John Durham. I think it is such a profoundly major thing that's being attempted here. Look at it as trying to defeat the Soviet Union without firing a shot. It's a much bigger undertaking than people. It's not just draining the swamp. It's not just getting rid of the people you know and having the people you know in this thing be punished. That would be great. And I share the emotion that you expressed with that. But these are just the foot soldiers. These are just the little order takers. These are just the people appointed to these positions to do the advanced dirty work for the people we don't know, to protect the people we don't know. And I'm not even talking about Obama. I'm talking about people way above and beyond Obama or any president. Note that Rush calls this force that Barr, Durham, and Trump are trying to take down for a coup attempt against his candidacy and then his presidency. Rush calls this an invisible apparatus that has been actually running our country since at least the post-World War II effort. I'd like to interject that the post-World War II effort occurred at the exact same time that televisions were just becoming part of the American landscape. There are two other points I want to make regarding Rush's profound statement here. First, Rush says that the invisible apparatus that has been running our country since at least three or four decades before Rush ever began his nationally syndicated conservative talk radio show, before he was even born, Rush said the invisible apparatus includes people entrenched internationally in the European Union, George Soros, Western European diplomats, the State Department, and people in the major universities. This is where Rush completely missed the true entity that has been running our country. It is only the individuals who are part of the gravitas dictatorship. This is true because none of these entities mentioned by Rush had any power whatsoever to stop our watchdog press from reporting on any of these entities. Only the gravitas dictators can allow these entities to damage our country based on whether or not they allow our watchdog press that they now control, whether they let that watchdog press that they have cooed from us to report what these entities have done to this country since the post-World War II era that Rush mentioned. The dirty little insidious secret that Rush completely misses here is that the gravitas dictators allowed our watchdog press and mainstream media to promote, advance, and give validity to any damage to this country that any of those entities could have even thought of because the gravitas dictators are trying to eviscerate our United States Constitution and will incorporate anyone's help who can offer any new way to help them achieve their goal. The second and last point that I want to add to this is for at least the first 20 years of Rush Limbaugh's career, he repeatedly conditioned his listeners to believe the Democrats had full control over our watchdog press and media. He had it completely backwards to a level of malpractice because Democrats who are working and legislating against our Constitution written to limit the power of the government in order to keep the power with the people are wholly dependent on our watchdog press to not report on what they are doing or they would be voted out of office. I wonder when Rush figured this whole reality of an invisible apparatus that was running our country into the ground that is more powerful than our president's. Since it has been in power for more than the past 40 years, much longer than we even knew Rush Limbaugh, yet until this statement, he didn't mention them and kept the dittoheads focused on little weak elected Democrat puppets throughout his entire career. 
God, if we had an honest media, could you imagine? We'd never lose. Here is an archive quote that proves that the alternative media is not the solution to us taking our country back from the gravitas dictators to create a honorable, vigilant, relentless watchdog press that reports everything and anybody that's doing anything against our founding ideals, our constitution, and our freedom. It's not enough to have the alternative media do this. We have to have our watchdog press do this so that everybody hears the truth. Please listen. This is an archive quote of Glenn Beck speaking to Princeton professor Robbie George on 08-14-20. He is asking Robbie George if he thinks there's any way for them to come up with another Martin Luther King type of person and promote them to counter Black Lives Matters. Please listen. In the 1960s, we had... The Malcolm X uh, faction. We had the Weather Underground faction. We had the the Marxist or the people that just wanted revenge. We had that. But we also had Martin Luther King. And that was organized as well as Black Lives Matter is right now. Black Lives Matter is a literal corporation. Uh, and it is it is very well funded and connected do you see the possibility of of putting together finding a Martin Luther King and putting together that kind of coalition that will walk up to the jaws of hell with love and say this this isn't true and will take the beating? Uh, we can't look for a savior or a messiah. Uh, there was only one of those, and he's already done his work. We as Christians believe that. Um, it's not up to another Martin Luther King, and it's not up to somebody else who's going to come along. It's up to each and every one of us in our own communities. Cor- all of us have a voice. Correct. We, and, right. and all of us need to exemplify from some courage. Uh, there was another point I made, and I, bl- I believe it was in that Twitter thread. It might have been in a different one, but I believe it was in that one. My father, uh, God bless him, now approaching 95 years of age, when he was 18 years old, was pulled out of high school and sent to fight in Normandy and Brittany in France. Those 18 to 22, 23-year-old boys fought with extraordinary valor, whether it was against Hitler's war machine in Europe or whether it was uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the Pacific with that terrible, terrible, horrible fighting, those circumstances in the Pacific. If my dad and our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers who fought in World War II and those who have fought in other wars at 18, 19, 20, 21 years old had the courage to put their lives on the line, we should have the courage to take far lesser risks to speak the truth I agree. to those now who are trying to undermine the basic principles of our civilization. Robbie George is exactly right. We all have the ability, the freedom the unstoppable, peaceful, constitutional freedom of speech and freedom of assembly, meaning we can decide to join and fellowship with people in the freedom assembly, people who are going to try to become aware and cognitive of the products and services that they are buying from companies who are subsidized news, information, and entertainment, and trying to exchange as many of those as they possibly can without making a sacrifice of using a product or service that they absolutely love, but consciously working together to encourage each other to find alternative products and services 
from companies that are not subsidizing news information and entertainment in order to create a systemic change where news information and entertainment will be delivered in a true, pure, free market economic system as 100% unsubsidized. And when that happens, only truth will be disseminated from our watchdog press, from our corporate media, from anywhere, because all the lies and deceit and propaganda that is required to promote a useless, destructive force like Black Lives Matters could never occur in a pure, direct, free market economic system. Who would buy it? Who would pay to hear that? Who would pay anybody for any type of programming that is trying to legitimize Black Lives Matters purpose of dividing Americans on race? It's unbelievable to think and believe that this isn't the solution. So we have the solution, just like Robbie George said here, we have the solution to behave independently while being within an entire assembly of people all doing the same thing, taking the responsibility into their own hands by simply creating a systemic change that's going to end subsidization of the evildoers that are destroying our country. Why should we pay a portion of all the products and services that we are buying from companies that are subsidizing commercial advertisements on television? Why should we pay and support and finance the destruction of our society, the destruction of everything that we care about? By having people like that promote and elevate and give a voice to Black Lives Matters and anybody else who is willing to destroy everything that this country was founded on and promote anybody else that wants to destroy our virtuousness. Our founders all said that we only remain free if we remain a virtuous people. Folks, please go to the Freedom Assembly, join the Freedom Assembly, and realize and get involved in taking your country back from these evil gravitas dictators. We have the power to end their ability to do any further damage to this country. We can finish them peacefully and constitutionally using our freedoms under the constitution, freedom of speech and freedom assembly. Please get involved. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget, subscribe to the freedom assembly podcast and also go to the freedomassembly.com website so that you can see exactly how you can get involved in the freedom assembly. It's absolutely free. There's no cost, but you're absolutely needed. We need everybody we can remember. This movement is not subsidized by commercial advertisement. The way we can accomplish what we need to accomplish is by reaching out to people and letting them know that there is finally a solution to every one of the problems that they've been wasting time listening to whenever they consume the alternative media products that they consume. Thank you so much.